podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Hello, everybody out there in listener land. And hey, Erin, hey, Rachel. Hey. <laughs> hey, Nicole. How are you today? Good. I'm good. I'm like, I'm, uh, well, you know, we always record these in the morning. Well, morning, it's like 1130, but I'm still, I still feel like I'm in like that kind of wake up kind of mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. I had one of those sleeps last night where you feel like you're actively dreaming all oh, night, yeah. you know? And so you yeah. wake up and you remember all of your dreams, but you feel like you actually didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the cat has been coming. So my sister's cat that I have, because the two other cats were bullying this one cat. So she has come to live with me and she has now decided that in the morning when it's time for me to get up, it's time for me to get up. So she'll come in and just stand That's at the bottom good. of the bed and be like, wow. <laughs> oh. That was a pretty good cat sound, Erin. Thank you. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I picked it up from her because she just basically meows all the time so that's funny yeah yeah um okay speaking of things disturbing you in your sleep so this is this was kind of a little bit like you know a little bit weirded me out this morning so um I was sleeping and I always sleep with a little like eye mask on because my my eyes are really big and they don't stay shut at night anyways um okay (laughs) that's not the whole story (laughs) that's not the point so I had (laughs) my eye mask on and then I kind of woke up in the morning and I looked and my little lamp beside my bed, I was like, oh, my my lamp is on. I oh. thought I turned it off and I usually leave it on. Anyways, and I was like, whatever. And I just readjusted my eye mask, went back to sleep. And then when I woke up and I alarm up in the morning, my light wasn't on. So I guess I dreamt that segment where the light was on, which was weird. Anyways, that so weird. that's fine. But then like later in the in the morning, I was just like on my computer doing some stuff just kind of before I got up. And uh and then like half an hour into my computer stuff, there like some, I don't know what it was. It was like a pen or something like fell off my desk seemingly without anything. So I've gotten this this morning. I'm just like, like what's what is that? The, not the Twilight Zone. What is it? Is it the Twilight Zone? Or like what? I was just randomly humming some. Oh, yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. So that's, I kind of thought that my room was haunted also the other day because mm-hmm. I looked over at my computer screen and there was like a Word document open and it was just my computer randomly typing the word, the letter N over and over oh. and over. And oh, no. I was like... Ooh, what's happening? Because it's the computer. No, and I looked. That's the thing is, I like I looked at the computer, and I'm like, there's no like nothing is on top of it. There's no. But then I realized that the external keyboard that I used to write. Oh, I pushed my chair in was like jammed on top of the end key, and that was. But for a minute there, I was like poltergeist. Oh, my brother played a trick on me like that once because I had to, I think, oh no, I had my wireless mouse on like a table and I had moved to a seat on the couch and I was mm. working on my computer mm. and he caught hold of my wireless mouse and I was scrolling and then it, my computer was just going insane and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's broken. Like I have no money, all my stuff's on here. 
fully freaked out and he was watching it. This lasted for like, oh. it lasted like a minute. I was like, stop it. Why is it working? Oh and he was, he held it together for so long and then he burst out laughing. And I was still like, why are you laughing? This is really serious. Then he held up my mouse and I was like, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, that's funny. That's so funny. That actually reminds me if anybody is looking for, you know, another podcast to listen to in addition to our amazing podcast, mm-hmm. um, there is one called, it's called Jimmy Aiken's Mysterious World. Mm. And it's like, it's fascinating. I mean, Jimmy Aiken is great anyways, right? Like he's, you know, great Catholic apologist and whatever. But in this one, he actually looks at like all kinds of different stuff, like um, Roswell and aliens and (laughs) um, like time travel. And um, what was the one? Oh, that's why I was thinking about it because he has a whole episode on ghosts. Like are ghosts real? So like, yes, actually from the Catholic perspective, ghosts are a real thing but he he'll like go through all the information so like the pros and cons what the science tells us what faith tells us and yeah that's really cool actually yeah i should listen to that you know i don't really necessarily think there's a ghost uh, here it's probably just you know (laughs) dreamt about the light and then i don't know but also i might just go grab some holy water so i'm not really sure what you do for ghosts but you know (laughs) i don't know that's right yeah Um, yeah well jimmy aiken can hook you up you know all right sounds good yeah i'll give it a listen Use a 10 step process for yeah, I don't know. That's right. That's right. Anyways, well, um, I didn't really know we were going to talk about ghosts uh, today here. That wasn't like on the agenda, but hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is our, our season finale for season one of In the Thicket. Um, it's which is crazy, actually. It's crazy. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. Talking about cats and ghosts. We have no <laughs> sense of decorum, you guys. <laughs> Not at all. I love it so much. Yeah, so, it is yeah. good. Yeah, it it's good. good. You just never know where it's going to go. That's a that's if that's the part of the adventure, right? That's right. That's good. That, yeah, exactly. Well, we thought. Yeah, I mean, uh, so okay. So for those, maybe if this is you know your first time listening, I don't know if you listen to the season finale first, but um, yeah, I'm Nicole. I'm in Toronto here, and then I'm with. Erin and Erin, well, let's just real Hello. quick do a little intro. Yeah. I'm Erin. I'm in Ottawa currently. And I'm Rachel. And currently I'm in Oakville, but I have been in Hamilton for most of this season, recording a lot in Hamilton, but mm-hmm. right now in Oakville. And so we're, we're all, all in lockdown, stay home. Yeah, yeah, stay at home order. Yay. I saw a meme the other day and it was like, a son says to his father in New York, oh, like, or the father says to his son, it's like, you know, in 2020, that was the year where everything locked down and you had to stay at home. And da-da. and then his son is like, oh man, like, what was it like? And the father says, well, I don't, I don't, you can just go to Toronto. They're still in lockdown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Anyway. Oh, exactly. People everywhere will be crying. Oh, it's beautiful. For anyone not here, it sucks. <laughs> It's yeah. tough, yeah. But yeah. you know what? There are other things in life. Well, anyways, this podcast is about suffering, so it's great, <laughs> yeah, you know? That's right, exactly. We started where we ended in lockdown. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so, okay, so for our, our final episode today, we wanted to just share um, how we've been impacted by our podcast, I guess, because, you know, we, we were talking about this, and it's like, we've all had, um, this year's been a journey for for each of us, um, you know, on this podcast, and and then having these conversations together and with our guests has brought us each, I think, a lot of grace and a lot of, um, yeah, just kind of insight into things that are going on. And so we thought we just wanted to uh, to reflect on that in our own journey this year. Um, so 
I don't know, Erin, do you want to start us off with uh, yeah, sharing about sure. your, your journey this year? Man, you're right. It has been a heck of a year for sure. Like from the time that we kind of had the initial discussions about this podcast and decided to do it, um, I uh, had to leave my job because of fibromyalgia. So if, if you're a new listener, I was diagnosed a few years ago with fibromyalgia and it's progressively gotten worse in the last few years. So I wasn't able to continue kind of working in my job as a campus minister um, at the Newman Center in Toronto. So I had to leave that job. And then with that, I also needed to kind of move home with my family. So I'm actually staying at my parents' house now. So I'm like that stereotypical, like, <laughs> like 40-year-old who moves back home with their parents when all their plans go bust and then <laughs> has to figure out what they're doing with the rest of their lives. But I'm actually really grateful to be here because we do not, we love each other and uh, yeah, enjoy each other's company. So that's actually a blessing. But um, but yeah, so that was a big change. And then, um, and then trying to figure out like how to write this master's thesis that I've been writing for, like trying to write for a bunch of years. And with the, the like cognitive challenges of fibro, it, it was super, super difficult, but I just recently finished it and like all the edits and everything it is passed in, it is done, um, Yay. which is, you know, amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in all of that change, I think the thing for me that like all of that stuff really kind of came together because one of the things, so the thesis is on the theology of the suffering body. So basically looking at um, Salvifici Dolores, which is um, John Paul II's uh, letter on um, the, mean, the meaning, the human meaning of Christian suffering um, and looking at theology of the body through through kind of the lens of, of what John Paul says about suffering. And one of the things that really strikes me in that is, is that we're all called to be gift, right? Like this is the fundamental meaning of who we are as incarnate beings. Um, but that that doesn't change for the suffering body. Like that mm -hmm. the suffering body can be gift both through their participation in the redemptive sufferings of Christ and the grace that comes through that, but also because just by the very presence of the suffering body, it draws out love from other people. So it draws other people into their own meaning as like gift, you know, mm -hmm. um, through their response. And that was like through the year, I just kept coming back to that is like hearing all of these stories from people and all of the ways that they've suffered and like seeing, hearing them talk about how other people have responded to their suffering or even like the graces that have come through it or the deepening that's come through mm -hmm. it or the, you know, so I feel like my own heart has been really opened to like, there's this bold, you know, claim in Salvifici Dolores, which is, um, which is that the church is able, that we are able to call suffering good, which is, I mean, crazy, hmm. right? Like, that's right. crazy. Yeah. That like, is, yeah. Right? Like, it's, and it's huge. Actually, I'll pull up the book after and just read the quote to you because it really is beautiful. But, hmm. um, but yeah, that for me has been the major thing, I think, is like this whole journey of being able to see suffering as good hmm. and, like when it's united to Christ, you know, um, mm. and and to become less afraid of it, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. It's funny when I'm when I'm listening to you uh, talk about that. Well, even just that the last thing you think to be less afraid of it. Like our our first kind of episode was on suffering and fear, and just as I was reflecting on 
my own kind of journey. I'm like, oh yeah, it has a lot to do with becoming less afraid. And Erin, you're mentioning that as well. And I'm just like, oh, this is interesting. It's kind of yeah coming full circle there. But like, yeah. Yeah. The importance of um, finding, like you're saying, suffering is good. Even for me to hear that, I'm like, ooh, I don't, mm, I don't like that, you know? And yet I'm like, okay, I need to hear this quote because I know, I got know? it. I got it. Hey, do you want to read it for us, Erin? Yep. Um, It is precisely the church which ceaselessly draws on the infinite resources of the redemption, introducing it into the life of humanity, which is the dimension in which the redemptive suffering of Christ can be constantly completed by the suffering of man. So basically saying there that because Christ suffered and he raised human suffering to the level of redemption, like we all can always find... um, We can always find a union with Christ in that. This also highlights the divine and human nature of the church. Suffering seems in some way to share the characteristics of this nature. So suffering has a divine dimension and a human dimension. And for this reason, suffering also has a special value in the eyes of the church. It is something good before which the church bows down in reverence with all the depth of her faith in the redemption. Wow. Right. Wow. That's beautiful. I feel like we're going to have to unpack that like next year. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 It it really is interesting about that. The pointing out that we're like growing less afraid of suffering and that that was actually our first episode. I totally Mm -hmm. forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're reading that, actually, I realized that there, so thinking back about our episode about, you know, why we're doing this and whatever, and why this idea came to my mind or what, and those kinds of things. And I was like, I, for me, a lot of it was experiencing like isolation and suffering and, and realizing that people voicing the truth about their suffering without kind of sugarcoating it or, you know, only addressing it after it's been resolved, that mm. there's kind mm. of a freedom in that. And maybe that is kind of connected to this not being afraid. You know, if someone mm. else is not afraid to, to say, yeah, this is really hard and I'm in pain right now, but it, I'm, 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 it's not destroying me because the Lord yeah. is here with me, but it still hurts and it's still hard. Like that gives me comfort and encourages me and gives yeah. me strength to own that reality in my own life and also feel less alone in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge like motivation for me to want to have these kinds of conversations and open up this space where we could maybe hopefully do that for some of you guys who are listening. Um but as you were reading that, Erin, I realized for me, I there's still a problem. There's a problem I've been trying to work out all year. And that problem is how, why is it that, so I, for, part of me can sort of like accept that suffering is good. But, you know, there's some part of me that's like, okay, yeah, sure. Because I think I kind of connect that to heaven and I'm like, well, suffering is good because it purifies me and helps me become closer to Jesus and more like him. And, and and in communion with him, and then I'll be with him forever. And that's all fantastic. And I want all of that. But there's another part of me that I know is not of the Lord, which says, well, suffering is good. And so my life is just going to suck. Right. It's going to be basically suffering. And I, and I don't actually want it to be suffering, but it is, and it's Mm. good. So I should just like suck it up. And, and, you know, and I, I think I've been trying to figure out why that is wrong and why and how I can avoid it. And I think one of the things actually, as you were reading that, that I realized, I mean, that's a a whole, I'm still on that journey, but one of the things that I realized is 
I feel <clears throat> the pain of my suffering as something I want to reject and also hopelessness in it because mm -hmm. I'm really, really focused on myself. Like I have, I have expectations that are not really about loving the Lord or loving others. They're mm -hmm. really about, and they're not even really about me receiving the love of God. They're really just about me getting what I want. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. Like, I think we all have that, but I think, I think the Lord is almost like calling me to let go of that a little bit, not because in order, well, in order that I can hope, like mm -hmm. if I can let go of needing to control my life, then I can actually hope in the joy that God wants to give me as what I actually need. Mm -hmm. But it's very difficult for me to trust that yeah. the joy that God wants to give me is what I actually need. Yeah. And I really am like clamped down on like, I think that what I want and what I think I need is what will bring me joy. And I'm deathly afraid and at the same time, completely accepting the fact that I'm probably not going to get any of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to ask for it. And what the Lord wants and what the Lord is going to give me is not actually going to give me joy. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm explaining myself. but Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. I think it resonates. There's been things in my life too lately that I'm like, oh, I really desire this thing in my life. And it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing that's good to desire, but I'm afraid I might not get it. And I can see different factors in my life. I'm like, I might not, this might not just happen in my life. Mm. And, and there's such pain there. And yet I feel the call of the Lord to surrender that. And I just don't want to, you know? So I think that there's that part of it. But I think there's also a part, Rachel, of like, um, and maybe I don't think you're you're not saying this, but of like also being in touch with our genuine desires because the Lord put those there and being like walking into the vulnerability of hope to yes. ask the Lord for those things. <clears throat> and that is hard too. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like a, a thing of holding those two things in tension of like, Lord, this is what I desire if it's your will, give this to me, but not, but then giving it back and not my will, but yours be done. Right. But I think, I think that what you're describing, it's that temptation to say, well, then it's, it's not worth hoping for anything because I'm not going to get it all. Mm. And I'm just going to, my life is going to suck and that's it. Right. But it, it's this thing of, no, I'm still going to hope, but also be willing to give it all it's up. I don't know. Hard. Yeah. No, I feel like a lot of that resonates with me too, because I feel like this year has been a little bit of a struggle with, um, letting myself hope or letting myself trust in the good things that God gives because yeah. it feels like to me on so many occasions he's given something good and then taken it away mm -hmm. like there's a you know like whether it's health or whether it's whatever or you know so it's like a and also because because I'm believing more in the goodness of suffering in exactly the sense that you see then there's like a part of me that's like well then I mean if this is good, then it should just be always like, mm -hmm. <laughs> or, you know, like, but that it's hard to, it's hard to, um, I find it hard to trust sometimes in the goodness of God. Like when he's just offering something as sheer gift, that yeah. like, it's hard to trust that there's no ulterior motive because sometimes right. the experience with other human beings is there is an ulterior, totally. there's like something attached to a goods given sometimes, you know? So there's like that aspect of it, but then also just, yeah, like also just that it's not always that God wants my peace to come from suffering. Yeah. Like especially when right. you come to a place where you're experiencing some measure of peace and suffering, you know? You know, yeah. part of me is has been 
so recording this podcast, I think has obviously made us all think and reflect on our own suffering and what it means mm-hmm. to suffer yeah. more regularly, right? Like, so I'm, I, and that's been such a grace to mm-hmm. actually be intentional and aware and just observant of my, of how I'm responding to different situations in my life and what that says about my relationship with the Lord and my relationship with others. And, you know, even how I love myself, like all these kinds of things. And I, I think looking at the fruit of my disposition is what has alerted me to the fact that there is something disconnected in me here. Hmm. Because you're not wrong, Aaron, when you say like, okay, if suffering is good, like there are saints who have not in an unhealthy way said, like, if only I could suffer like right. so much, right? Because if only people knew the graces that we could gather for ourselves and for others by our sufferings. Mm-hmm. And there are saints who have said that with so much joy and openness in the midst of all their pain and genuine like holy desire in a way for suffering. Mm-hmm. And that is not <laughs> what I feel, you know, like I yeah. realize like when I am like, okay, Lord, just, I will suffer. I'm like that really, you know, that person that like, you're like, please put them out of their mid, like they're mm. not joyful suffering <laughs> people. They're like, they're like victim, you know, just like in my own victim kind of shell of mm. being like, well, I guess this is it. And you know, I'm going to be fine with it. Lord, fine. you know, and it's just, that's not the fruit of a heart that is surrendered to the goodness, let's say, yeah. of suffering. Right. I think it's so true. You know, and but then but then yeah. it makes me think like what you said, Nicole, is also true. Like the Lord, I think essentially the deeper reality here is trust. The only yeah. way in which you can be open to the goodness of suffering and the goodness of hope in things aside, outside of just suffering, is to actually trust. Mm-hmm. And that is I think has been and is maybe the, the the mission of our lives and our relationship with God for 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 our whole Christian walk yeah. because it's it's so layered like mm-hmm. you think you've come to trust the Lord and then you realize oh I'm holding on to all of this stuff yeah and even for me in the letting go of all of that stuff it's not a letting go in trust it's mm-hmm. a letting go in despair like I'm like mm. fine. I guess this is what life is supposed to be about. So take it, <laughs> right. which is not trust, right? right. So right. it's just yeah. been it's so illuminating. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is good. I feel like this is, you know, we want to. We're, we were talking about this episode and thinking like it's going to be like endings and beginnings, you know. Um, and I feel like that's exactly what we're doing because we're uncovering all of these things that we're like, what is this? This doesn't make sense. So it'll yeah. be, you know, it'll be great. This is a totally. stay tuned, everyone. For that's right, exactly. For the future. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. I just had one thought about when we think about suffering is good, and I'm like, okay, I have to like for me, I'm I need to concretize that somehow. And so I'm like, okay, having a baby is good, but like if you say having a baby is good and you talk about that, that's like labor. It's a lot of pain and it's, you know, um, even the whole pregnancy process, morning sickness. I, it seems like every, every woman that I know right now is having a baby. It's, it's like baby season <laughs> or something. So I'm like really attuned to this right now. And, and many of my friends and, uh, and, um, but it's like, it's good. It's good because there's this new life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, maybe that is the way in which the church has suffering is good. Is that because it, this is suffering is the birth of new life mm-hmm. of some sort in our lives, you know, of something new that God is doing. Yeah. Um, but that there's a, that there's pain in that mm-hmm. too, you know, but that is yeah. good. And it's just a way, like, it makes me think about like, when you said trust, Rachel, there was, um, 
this talk I gave for a thing where, where, um, was using kind of like a meditation on Peter walking in the water, you know? And it's like in some senses, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but anyways, in some sense, um, Peter, like Jesus is asking Peter, who is a fisherman who knows water, how it acts, how it responds to the elements, what everything about it. He knows everything about water. And Jesus is asking him to forget everything he knows about water when he invites him to get out of the boat onto the thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, and so sometimes it's like a, um, it's like a forgetting what we know we know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I think Mm -hmm. so much of suffering is about that really of like, because it is like even self-efficacy dolorist says that, that it is a contact with evil. Like every suffering is in some sense, a, a like, a touching of evil, you know? Right. So how then can that be good, you know? So right. but it's exactly like that, like putting, like allowing the Lord's, allowing the Lord's suffering heart that knows exactly the depth and truth of suffering to then somehow speak to us in a way where <laughs> we're forgetting everything we know we know about suffering and pain and goodness and, you know, to like learn it from him. Yeah. That last bit, I think, is so key because when when Jesus asked Peter to forget what he knows, you mm. know, <laughs> you know, you know, um, <laughs> it's um, it's it's in order to look at him. You know, it's mm. it, it only works, and it literally only works mm. when Peter's gaze is fixed on the Lord. As soon as his gaze yeah. moves, what he knows about water is yeah. the truth again. All comes yes. flooding back. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, there is only yes, one literally. <laughs> yeah, there's through, and that's in the Lord. Like without him, yeah. it's not possible in a sense. Right. But with him, crazy things are possible, you know? Right. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, I was speaking with my sister last night about, you know, just share, we were just sharing and we, we had one of our episodes, this is maybe ending some beginnings going through mm. some of our guests maybe, but she, we had an episode with her called life's U-turns and we were chatting last night and I, we were talking about the invitation to greatness that is present in suffering that like, mm. you know, okay, what is our, you know, the whole thing that Pope Benedict says about, we're not, we settle for mediocrity when we're called to greatness, mm. you know, but the call to greatness, it doesn't look like Instagram worthy, like it mm. is really, it wow. it doesn't look great as it's happening. It looks great at the end, which is why a lot of people tell their stories about suffering at the end, because they've right. come through it and they have all this stuff that's happened that they can share with us. But when you're in it, it doesn't look like that. And I think if we are able to recognize that there's an invitation here that hasn't fully been realized yet, but that it's happening right now, in and through the suffering. And that's what the cross is, right? Like the cross is the path to the resurrection, which you could never anticipate in looking at the cross. Like yeah. if you look at the cross, it's the definitive anti-life. You yeah, know? right. And it is okay. literally the the instrument of eternal life. So it's it, I think it's it is like that when we walk through that suffering, there is a real invitation to something incredible and great. Yeah. And it's also something that looks nothing and it yet happens through this moment of pain yeah. that we're living, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, when I think about my sort of my year and sort of in 
and lived with this podcast too, you know, but a lot of the stuff that I've been going through is sort of discerning, discerning things where, where I'm called in my life that don't make sense to my rational brain. Um, and that that's been so challenging to trust, like, Lord, are you really asking me to do this? This doesn't make sense. And yet this is the only, this is the only option where there's peace, you know, option A doesn't seem peaceful. Option B doesn't seem peaceful. So I'm like, option a point five, which is like, is that a thing, Lord? Like, why are you, you know? And they're being just so, and so, um, but being called into this this place, um, you know, it's sort of vague. Sorry for not giving more details, but just like in, you know, in discerning God's call for my life, um, and then and then, uh, you know, hearing all the different stories of folks, um, but a lot of it came back to exactly what we're talking about is just this trust. Be like, okay, Lord, like. I'm just going all in with you here. I'm going to trust that this is where you're leading me because if I don't, then I have nothing. Then mm-hmm. it's just, it's just despair. So I'm going, you know, and there's different things in my life now that it's like, it's like, okay, once I've chosen to trust the Lord, okay, I go, okay, Lord, you're calling me to this. Okay. I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay here. But it's like, great. Let's add another layer onto that. Now I'm like, okay, there's no going back anymore. Like I really have to trust that this is where the yeah. Lord's leading me. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's, it feels like a tremendous risk. So it's like, he's calling me to these deeper levels of trust where I'm like, man, if it goes wrong, I'm just, I don't even, I can't even go there. And it's like, it's like, it, I can't even go there anymore, you know, yeah. but I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's such a beautiful, in a sense, it's a good place to be. You know, I feel like, I really do feel like in a sense, I'm like mm-hmm. all in. And there's ways that the Lord's calling me to be, I think more all in, you know, there's, yeah. there's many levels to that trust, but yeah, it's just like this call to trust even while I'm afraid and while I'm, while it's painful and while mm. it's confusing, you know? It reminds me of when um, Christine, we had Christine on and when she said, like, she says that, um, you know, God doesn't give us more than we can handle. Like, no, he does give us more than mm-hmm. we can handle because yeah, he right. wants us to be reliant yeah. on him. But even in trust, like I was listening to this um, talk or this debate that Bishop Barron was having with um, mm. an atheist the other day. Mm. And he was talking about faith and that faith is something that is supra rational. And, and yeah. I think like trust is like that too, you know, like totally. there's an element of rationality that happens to it because we are called to use our reason and our intellect to know things about the Lord and the world around us and to grow in virtue and all those things. Right. But it's like, at some point, there is a step that is out into thin air and it's mm-hmm. not irrational. It's supra rational yeah. because it requires grace and yeah. God is giving totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? For anyone who's like, we're saying supra rational, <laughs> which is like, I feel like it's hard to hear on our audio. Oh yeah. Maybe, yeah. Audio. yeah. Not super rational, not super <laughs> rational or super rational or super irrational, but right. Supra, supra, supra rational, yeah. which is like rational, ultra rational, rational. Like, plus. It's like Disney plus, not just yeah. Disney. <laughs> it's Disney plus, it's not just rational yeah. it's rational it's that's good less. yeah that's right that's that what we good. just call it now that's an in the thicket mm-hmm. term no that is such a, a good point and I think you know in a way it's sort of I, I go through these dichotomies where you know we always have those experience of, experiences of consolation where where 
you kind of do get it. So even though I've said all mm-hmm. these things where it's like, it's been a, a struggle for me all this year, this year, there's been those moments where I kind of did get it. And all of those moments are like the sense that <clears throat> there is something so much better that is, that I'm a part of that. I, that God is, is, um, making me a part of, and it almost makes me excited. Like, even though I'm suffering, I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's, and it's not, you know, what's that word? It's not morbid or, or, um, it's not kind of hyper-focused on pain or anything Mm. like that, but it's just, it's just like, you know, um, it's kind of like that experience when you, you finally are able to love someone that you find really annoying, or you love someone (laughs) that, you know, is a jerk, like, you know, someone's a jerk to you and you're genuinely able to just say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like I, and I actually love you. There's a kind of freedom, right? Like you kind of feel like something opens up for you that just didn't exist before. Yeah, And I feel like that is the thing. That is the thing that the Lord mm. is inviting us to, but it only happens if we genuinely enter in. Mm-hmm. Right. That also for the super rational thing made me realize <laughs> we did talk briefly about healing, <clears throat> I think in some of our episodes. And <clears throat> I got to go to the Holy Land last year in January before, before all the Corona stuff happened, right before actually. And, um, and yeah, I got to hear um, – <clears throat> a speaker talk about healing and we had some healing services in Bethlehem in the Holy Land, which is so Mm. amazing. And I realized, yeah, we don't have that open-handed humility to ask the Lord for resolution of our suffering. Mm. And Mm -hmm. part of that journey is to is to have that open-handed humility Mm. and full sort of like childlike freedom in that ask, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally. And that's, there's, there's joy in that. And there's like, yeah, there's like freedom in that. And I, I just Mm -hmm. feel God just calling us into that space, even while we are experiencing our crosses. Yeah, Yeah. totally. It's not, you know, if you're in the middle of something that's really tough right now, like this is something that it's like, that it's, that it is a true thing to say, it will not always be like this. Mm -hmm. We don't know when it's going to change it but it will not always be like this. We are promised hope and we are promised hope, not just in heaven, but mm-hmm. also new life and resurrection on this, in this, totally. on this earth, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that is just a true thing. And I feel like so. that's the, that's the, it's such a good thing to name that because that's even been like my own experience of suffering. Like I, I'm sure like your guys experience of suffering too, like my capacity for suffering or the way that I look at suffering or enter into it or see God in it or whatever is greater now than it was yeah. before. Yeah. And that process came about through actually suffering, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. it's, but yeah. there is a greater hope in it. There is a greater, there's still suffering. There's still like, I still yeah. a long way to go from being able to, you know, put out a, a saint quote that's like, Lord, more suffering, please. <laughs> you know, like, not, yeah, not, not there, there yet, but like, no, no on the way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, and it's been so lovely, you know, all of our guests that we've had on this podcast, mm. thank you to you and listeners who've, you know, engaged with us and, and shared their own stories and um, things like it's been a really, it's a huge blessing to be able to have this conversation and have it go beyond just the three of us, but, you know, with totally. guests and with our listeners. So, you know, thank you for that too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, for being a part of this, um, of our journey, you know, in, in mm. some way. Amen. Yeah, it feels almost surreal, I think, 
to have to be here. And it just it actually does really just feel surreal to me mm-hmm. because I think, you know, that there are any that there is anyone listening to these conversations is kind of crazy. <laughs> like it just blows my mind. So yeah. thank you. I because I'm here, I'm wearing pajama pants. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> you know, I'm in my parents' <laughs> house right now. Like it's just, I'm just and you know, we're having these conversations that I know for me are very bless me and are very fruitful. Um, but it's so cool to know that other people are tuning in and hopefully, honestly, having these kinds of conversations in their own yeah. um, circle of, of community is a faith. Like, I think, mm-hmm. I think that was all of our hope is that we would just encourage kind of honest, real conversations between people that we'd be less afraid to share our journeys with each other in our own communities of faith, you know, and mm-hmm. with our friends and yeah. family and stuff. So so yeah, so thank you to everybody for listening. It's just so cool. And mm-hmm. and we really do pray for you guys um, and, you know, are just so grateful. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Amen. That's great. I'm not even going to add anything new to that. I'm just going to say amen. Well, to wind up today, I know we usually end with God's winks. So let's do, you can share Aaron and Rachel. Let's either share, you can share a God wink, but a forward looking one, if you can. So that's sort of one that is, or something related to maybe what you're, what we're up to this summer or new plans that we've, you know, that kind of thing. Cool. I know I'm putting us on the spot a little bit there. But. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I can share first. I can share first. Yeah, go for it, Aaron. have a minute to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mine is, I, I kind of came to this moment over Easter, like in between being done thesis stuff and then having a moment of like panic and existential crisis when I was like, there's a void in my life. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> like, I'm not working. I'm like, you know, um, but then, but then, yeah, but then kind of this idea, like for a while I've been thinking about um, writing a book and I was like, okay, Lord, maybe now is the time for it. Um, and then I talked to my spiritual director and I prayed about it a bit and it just is sitting like with so much peace. So that's kind of where I'm headed. I'm going to write a book, funny enough, on suffering. And surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. And so if you're hearing this right now, please pray for me. And I really feel like it's where the Lord is leading me right now. So I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, yeah. I'm excited about well, that. Well, um, Erin's been sharing with us a little bit of what, what she's envisioning for this book. And I am so excited to read it. I think it's going to be a wonderful Yay. Like just resource and things. Thank so you. stay oh, yeah. tuned, everybody. That means a lot because it really feels like I feel a little bit when I say that, like I'm going to write a book. It feels like it's the equivalent of saying, I am amazing and you should listen to me because I know everything, which is not. <laughs> but you are amazing. Not, you are amazing. Oh, man. I don't know if you like, said this, like, because your thesis too, Erin, like you've just written and researched on like the theology mm-hmm. of the suffering body, right? And connecting those things. And then, you know, as you've shared, you're living a lot of this kind of stuff in your everyday life. So I'm just like, oh man, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Praise I God. Agree, Praise yeah. Lord, you know, like, I feel like he's in it. So then it's a, it's super rational. To yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like totally, a, totally. living that yeah, bit, yeah. How about you, Rachel? What do you think? What are your plans? Yeah, I, well, there's lots of stuff happening in like with my family, like there's a few weddings going to happen and please everybody pray for people getting married right now because it is so insane. It's like from one day to the next, you're like, well, we can have 50 people. We can have two people. We can have 10 people. (laughs) Like you just literally, there's, it's so hard for everybody. So if you're getting married or you're engaged out there and you're in this kind of situation, know that, that you're not alone and we're praying for you. So Mm -hmm. there's a few 
Um, yeah, weddings coming up, my family. So that'll be busy. And I'm going to be finishing up my, um, yeah, my program probably by December, but I'm going to be doing more work on it in the, in the summer than I had originally planned, which I'm actually really excited about. Um, and I think for me, I just, I'm really aware that God is creating some space in my life right now to, Mm. to kind of reflect on this hope thing Mm. that I struggle with, you know, Mm. and looking at, yeah, just actually God has created a lot of space in the last few months. And I think it's going to continue for me to just really do a lot of introspective work, which I, by the way, maybe, I don't know if I sound introspective on this podcast. I have no idea how I sound, but I am not like, I like to avoid things. That is my M O. Like I know I watch so much television y'all. Like I watch, talk to me about any TV show. I've probably seen it. Cause I love pop culture and TV and dog and cat videos and just keep me going. I can do all of it. So <laughs> I'm, yeah, avoider number one. And so for me, it's actually a really big deal to be like, I am going to purposely introspect on things. And mm. blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm. that's what's happening with me. That's good. That's cool. Maybe there'll be like a halo on top of your head when we come back in September. <laughs> I'll make that's one. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> not a cardboard. Uh, it's I deserve it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Nicole? Yeah, well, I'm um, I'm moving to the U.S. in in the summer. I got a job dun, 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 down there. Dun, yeah, so that's that's part of the yeah <laughs> part of the leap of trust that the Lord is calling me to. But I'll be working uh, working down there, and so yeah. So there's a lot lot happening right now. Just continuing to work on on school while preparing for this move and figure out how that's all going to work. So. Mm. I'll be, you know, I'll still be on the podcast, but I'll be uh, zooming in for me different location, yeah. different country next year. So, and just for exciting. those who are listening, it's it's not like you know, oh, moving down. It's like Nicole is going to be working in her field and helping mm-hmm. other people in neurologic music therapy to learn. Deal. It's huge. Like it's such it's really a beautiful exciting. opportunity. And um, also, I mean, we will be very sad to not have you in the general uh, Ontario area to visit, yeah. but we have already decided that we are coming down for a road trip once the border allows. <laughs> There you go. So this is terrible, but I've just gotten used to this Zoom being yeah. the way I socialize. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Oh, I'll still see you because there's still Zoom. And I know. I know. Terrible? That's also the thought that I've had too. I'm like, well, we never see each other in person anyway. So exactly. What's the big I difference? I, know, I could be I anywhere, you know? That's okay. We are going to do a road trip. We'll do an in the thicket tour and then we'll come to various states. And so if you Beautiful. live in the States or like other and places talk to Canada, you about suffering. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. We'll just come and bring suffering into your Everyone's life. going to be just dying right. to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll come yeah, and we just will... egg your houses on the, the way. Suffering out. tour. All right. Heading to your city now. Okay. We're getting oh, out man. of hand. Line up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies. Uh, now let's. Uh... Oh, you know man. what I was going to say in our endings and beginnings? I was going to say that when we first started, I was super excited about our Raptors team and like the iteration oh, of the yeah. we had and a whole NBA playoff season happened. And then um, and then now our team is a totally different team. We just lost a player, Norman Powell, who I really loved. And uh, he, yeah. So anyways, there's lots of changes that have happened over this year. That's lots true. of suffering, right. yeah. you know. It wouldn't be in the thicket without a Raptors update. So it really right. wouldn't. Yeah. So I had to throw And it. weather. We haven't talked about that yet, but we can we'll oh, save that for next season. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Amazing. Well, 
Thanks everyone for a wonderful season. Um, to our listeners, we really love you and mm-hmm. um, we're so thankful for, for you walking this journey along with us and we're praying for you and we're excited to see you again in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will still be on Instagram every now and yes. then. So if mm-hmm. you don't follow us, please follow us. It's at mm-hmm. In The Thicket Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and we'll, yeah, we'll definitely be updating Maybe, Nicole, you can give us an Insta update when you move down south. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Show us your new digs. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So, we'll be in touch that way. But we're really looking forward to a whole new season. Season two. What the heck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we have so many ideas. So many ideas that we wanted to do this season but didn't have time for. So, those are coming up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, over the summer, we're going to be praying about what what we're going to be doing so and if you have ideas or things that you'd like to hear on our podcast mm-hmm. like, let us know you know for sure send them our way yeah it's great all right well happy summer everybody happy summer we'll see yes. you in the fall bye see guys bye. bye thank you for joining us for this episode of in the thicket if you like what you hear give us a rating and hit that subscribe button we have new episodes every monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all we'd love for you to join our community on instagram and facebook at in the thicket podcast while you're there let us know how we can pray for you god bless and see you next week